We know college application season is quickly approaching. Don't worry, we are here to help. We now have special program offers customized for the class of 2021 that begin this summer. But space is limited and college application deadlines will arrive faster than you think. The link to learn more and enroll will be in today's show notes. admissions and transitions can be overwhelming. SATs, AP classes, resumes, financial aid, and the list goes on. We as parents and counselors are here to help our teenagers make sense of it all and empower them to make good decisions. If you want to see your child succeed in that transition, which we all do, it comes down to helping them accept who they are. That's why we created Self-Accepted, guiding families through college admissions and big transitions. This bi-monthly podcast will answer the questions that we hear parents asking all the time, so you'll be prepared to send your child into their bright future. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Denard. My students and their families call me Yoda Beth. Not because I've trained Jedi for 800 years, but something pretty close. For the last 40 years, I've helped families prepare and transition their students successfully into adulthood. A pretty comparable feat, don't you agree? I'm the owner and director of Bright Futures Consulting, a U.S. Air Force veteran, former college admissions counselor, mentor, mom, and grandmother. I'm excited to share what I know with you, both from my formal education and the School of Hard Knocks. I want to lead you away from misleading information and the college frenzy and closer to having answers that move your teenager forward towards their bright future. Let's get into it. Dr. Beth Denard here. This is an exciting episode because I'm sharing how your student can apply and get into military service academies. I've prepared numerous students for military service academies, been a professor at the U.S. Air Force Academy, interviewed students who applied for these academies, and served my country in the U.S. Air Force. This topic feels a little like coming home. It's familiar to me, but it can be extremely overwhelming if you don't start early enough or don't have guidance from someone who is experienced in the process. In this episode, we'll talk about the complete timeline to apply for military service academies, what these academies look for in prospective students, how to determine if your student is the right fit for what these academies are looking for, tips and tricks I've learned after being involved in the process for over 30 years. After I earned my master's in counseling, I worked 12 to 14 hour days in the military. One of my coworkers asked me, you know, we worked for all these generals and colonels and they would gladly open doors for us. What would you do if you could do anything in the Air Force? Instantly, I replied, I would teach leadership at the Air Force Academy. Being a professor at the Air Force Academy was a special duty assignment, which I had to apply for. I was thrilled when I got that position. However, at the time, I was also engaged to my husband, who was also in the military. Since I had the lower military rank in our relationship, I eventually left the active duty and joined the Air Force Reserves to make my marriage and my career work. The military might seem rigid and harsh to outsiders, 
but I found and appreciated the many flexible personnel and career options. It wasn't too rigid at all. When I got married and left my academic post at the academy, I wanted to continue teaching and guiding students. I continued to use my experience in the Air Force Academy as an Air Force Liaison Officer, ALO for short. In that position, I helped high school students with their academy application process. I worked as an ALO for 15 years, and through this process, I learned what type of student would and wouldn't be a fit for a military academy. As we go into this episode, you may feel like, wow, Dr. Denard is being a Debbie Downer. It feels like she's convincing my student not to apply. Well, you're kind of right. Uh, the academies don't recruit students. They tell it like it is and only want the students that are going to fit and thrive within the academic and military training there. This isn't a Disney World experience where everything is sunshine and rainbows. It's hard work and requires a particular type of person. Applying for a military service academy is one of the most arduous application processes out there. It beats out medical school, law school, and any competitive program by a landslide. Why, you might ask. Military service academies don't just look at your academics. They evaluate your leadership skills, medical status, character, physical fitness, congressional recommendations, and finally your academic components. They have to be this strict because the tuition is free. As in, you don't pay for the education with money. You pay for it with effort and you agree to serve your country upon graduation. Military academies are funded by taxpayers for the purpose of building the next generation of military and service leaders. When I talk to prospective students, I have to remind them that attending an academy isn't all about the glory of the graduation parades and caps flying in the air. It's four years of getting five hours of sleep a night, managing a schedule of back-to-back -back training, studying, hard physical training, leadership, and working a specific military job. It's a well-rounded education, but it doesn't allow for a lot of freedom, like the typical college experience. If I haven't scared you off so far, let's get into how to apply. The Military Service Academy application process is a multi-step and complex process. So we've streamlined it for our students to tackle in stages over the course of their high school career. The pre-candidate questionnaire is what gets your student on the academy's radar. It shows that you're demonstrating interest for that path. So starting sophomore year, have your student fill out the pre-candidate questionnaire on the academy website. This is really their first look at the complete timeline. Because the application process is complex, they'll need to approach it with a structured timeline and strategy. Unfortunately, if they miss a step, like requesting a nomination from their elected officials, they will not get in. Each service academy, West Point, the Naval Academy at Annapolis, the Coast Guard Academy, the Merchant Marine Academy, and the Air Force Academy post their application timeline on their website. I suggest that students plug in the application timeline into a time management system, whether that's your phone, reminders, or calendars. The goal is to beat the deadlines not scrambling madly to barely meet the deadlines. If a student has gotten a feel for the timeline, application requirements, and filled out the pre-candidate questionnaire, and is more motivated than ever and not turned off, it's likely they are the right stuff. Attending a military service academy is expensive, not monetarily, but it requires personal sacrifices. 
your college-bound teenager has to raise their hand and swear to serve their country. It also requires being away from you, their family, for extended periods. If they are only going to an academy because it's free, then they need to understand the cost for that free education. It's a highly selective process that takes effort and commitment to complete the application. Then, once accepted, your student will spend four years with other highly motivated cadets. There's no early graduation. If your student chooses to leave any time after they sign on during their second year, they are required to serve in the military. This is because the military commitment is taken seriously and an academy education costs taxpayers a quarter of a million dollars or more. It's expensive, so these academies require repayment in the form of service. After their freshman year, cadets will be paid a monthly amount. It's not just an education anymore. It's a complete and demanding career. Perfect health is a big requirement for the military service academies. If your teen has medical issues, they may not be eligible. There are waivers that they can apply for, but they're not guaranteed. Chronic illnesses like diabetes result in disqualification. Acne medication or ADHD medication is also not allowed. If they need corrective lenses, that's okay. Oftentimes, the military academies will even pay for their corrective surgeries, especially if they are in the intensive aviation programs. Athletics are also a huge part of military service academies. Your teenager can attend sports camps at the academies to get a better feel for their sport and see what the academy is like as a sports camper. One of my students is a gymnast. He's been competing in national competitions at the Air Force Academy in Colorado, and that's how he learned about this path. He's in the middle of applying to the Air Force Academy this year. Recruited athletes like him have an admissions edge as well. So in addition to health and motive, your student needs the grades to back up their application. Listen, they need mostly A's in high school, an occasional B, okay. They also need to be in the top 10% of SAT and ACT scores. And finally, it benefits a student to have exposure to what it's like to be in the military. If you or your spouse is military, they'll be very familiar. However, if no one in your family is military, it may be worth seeking out a mentor. If you're in Houston, Texas, go to the Ellington Field Joint Reserve Base. If you're in San Antonio, there are plenty of military bases and camps that you can visit. They don't call San Antonio military city for nothing. If you want to seek out ways to serve and to get exposure to the military, there are plenty of opportunities. You can even go to Lackland Air Force Base and watch a graduation parade. The real test is your student willing to serve their country. The next step is to connect to the liaison officer. Each of the academies has a person in your local community as a sort of a military uh, academy guidance officer, and that person will help you complete the application, answer any questions that are particular to maybe your high school or your particular family situation. They're like your go-to person locally. Um, that person is a volunteer for the academy admissions office. More importantly, they are passionate about helping guide kids like yours through the process. Serving as an ALO is how I entered my current profession as an educational consultant. It was kind of my gateway. ALOs provide guidance and encouragement as their students navigate the candidacy phase. The candidacy phase is the phase that students enter when they start the application process. So if you hear that term, you're a candidate, it means you're a candidate for admission. 
Next, your student needs to prepare way in advance for the fitness requirements. So you can go on the website for the academies and you can find out all the exercises and the numbers of pull-ups, push-ups, things you need to do, and the time frames for doing them in, it's all on the Academy website. So you can download it and start practicing. What I find a lot of times, because I work with a lot of fit and athletic students, they think, oh, this is, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to walk in there, do the fitness test, and I'm going to max it out. You know, because teenage kids are confident. Uh, what I found when I was actually supervising and administering the candidate fitness assessment is that students were, were failing it. They were downright failing it because they were overconfident and did not practice the exercises. Remember, it's not just passing the fitness assessment, it's maxing out the exercises. So you get points and scores and you don't want to just pass. You want to max out the fitness assessment. Your teenager's coaches are a big part of this. Um, used to be, like I said, that I would monitor the assessment, but now the high school coaches are the ones that make sure that the student has um, passed or has taken the assessment. A really helpful tip, because I think it's hard for students to practice these things on their own, is to maybe get a buddy, a workout buddy, and work on uh, competing with each other to see who gets the most sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, and the pull-ups, by the way, are from a dead arm hang, which if you've ever tried that, <laughs> it's very hard. So get a buddy to work with your student on this practice. And, you know, they need to really have their own fitness program. The fitness test is administered for real, like the official administration happens fall of senior year. And it's done by the high school coach that they designate. When I screened students for the Air Force Academy, I looked for two things. Now this is the real insider tip. I looked at how competitive they were. Were they really, really competitive? And if they loved challenges. And even if they used those two words, competitiveness and challenge, it got my attention. It made them stand out. The Academy education is for people who are very competitive and who love to do hard things. Like with the fitness requirement and other requirements, you as the parent cannot show up and tell the interviewer how much your teenager wants to get in. The truth is, that's going to be a big mark against your teenager. Let your students' own motivation, their enthusiasm, their actions, and their words speak for themselves. While my team and I have been advising students to go on virtual college tours during travel advisories, that advice does not apply to military service academies. Your student needs to put boots on the ground and visit the academy, and visit all the academies even. Current cadets are the tour guides, and they will tell it to you straight. Their goal is not to recruit your teenager. They really want to tell your student how it really is. During their tour, your student will get a better understanding of what campus life is really about, and the cadet will probably share some personal stories about their academy journey with you. If your student is seeking to become an NCAA recruited athlete, they really should start by contacting the coach for their sport or the academy athletic director now. So in addition to the fitness component, your student needs to prepare socially and academically. In October of junior year, students must take the PSAT. This test is important 
really to see if their standardized score fits the cadet profile. The cadet profile is above 1200 on the SAT and above a 30 on the ACT, and they must rank in the top quarter of their graduating class, preferably top 10% of their graduating class. Additionally, students need to maintain A's throughout their senior year. You'll find me repeating this a lot because um, a lot of seniors just want to have senioritis and they want to just goof off senior year. And this is not the kind of person that really fits at the academy. So the PSAT, going back to the PSAT, which is taken October of junior year, it's also used to apply for selective academy summer programs where they will experience a week in the life of being a cadet. You actually get to get up at dark 30, do calisthenics, run around, and then go to class all day, and then work out some more in the afternoon. So they really do expose a high schooler to academy life and the academic rigor. December of junior year, the Academy Summer Program application opens. So I advise students to get their application in as early as possible. Again, this is a selective program, and so at the candidates who apply are evaluated against each other. So the candidates that have the highest PSAT scores, the best grades, the best short essay, they're the ones that get in. And also they look at the deadline when the student applied. They look at the date when the student's application came in. The student waited to the very last day to submit the application online. The, the academy knows that. They also make sure they have their PSAT or SAT scores to apply. Just like most competitive things in life, the academy admissions uses a point system to objectively evaluate a candidate's admissibility. A good deal of admissions points are awarded to those who attend the summer program and also those who attend Boys and Girls State, which is a mock government and leadership summer camp held in all 50 states. And Boys and Girls State is valued by Academy admissions. It's hosted by the American Legion and the American Legion Auxiliary. School counselors are normally the ones who nominate juniors for the Boys and Girls State programs. These counselors are looking for student leaders with high academic merit. In addition, academies want to see evidence of a student's leadership skills. Earning a Girl Scout Gold Award or a Boy Scout Eagle Award is a great way to display leadership skills. And I know the Boy Scouts is now just called Scouts. So for the girls that are in Boy Scouts, what used to be called Boy Scouts, getting that Eagle is really important for any competitive admissions program. Again, points, points, points for these awards is given toward admission. Warning. Parents, if you are the energy or drive behind these awards, that's foretelling. Your student needs to be self-driven, not pushed by mom and dad. Unlike colleges and other academic programs, military service academies have a nomination process where a student has to get a nomination from elected officials, congressmen, congresswomen, senators, or the vice president. It's not enough that you're athletic and intelligent. Academies require at least one nomination to be able to be given an appointment, which means that you're admitted. But I always tell students, apply for a nomination from all three. And since a nomination is not required for admission to any other institution of higher education, this added requirement often trips up a lot of students. If they do need help, Bright Futures can work with your student to guide them through the process. There are several people that your team can get a nomination letter from. 
a congressman or a congresswoman, and a senator, there's two of them in your state, and the vice president of the United States. If you or your spouse has served in the military, your student can also apply for a presidential nomination. Presidential nominations are reserved for children of military members. The Coast Guard Academy is the only academy that does not require a nomination from a candidate. I also want to add that nominations from elected officials are determined by merit. Sometimes people are confused about this and they say, well, my, my dad knows Senator so-and-so or we gave a lot of money to this person's re-election campaign. It doesn't matter if you've donated to a senator's campaign or rubbed elbows with the congressman. It's really about your student's ability to stand up against the requirements and some require a personal interview. Each elected official has a staffer on their team that handles academic nominations. You can look up that person on their website. Go to congress.gov and senate.gov. To provide a nomination to a prospective student, these leaders usually require written essays, recommendation letters, ACT, SAT, PSAT scores, transcripts, a resume, and a photo, like a headshot. Getting a nomination is competitive. Nominations are for students who have demonstrated leadership and who really want to attend a service academy. The essay for a nomination is a window into a student's motivation for applying to attend a service academy. If your student needs help with their essays, we hold essay boot camps throughout the year. And in fact, this summer we have several that you can sign up for. But some essay buzzwords and phrases include, I love challenges. I'm so competitive that, and then you tell a story. Demonstrate a situation in which you showed honor. A commitment to ethics, longstanding interest in attending academies, and examples of leadership and a desire to serve America. Again, there's a point system for this process as well. Each elected official determines what they're looking for. Think about it. Elected officials are our country's leaders, and they are looking for future leaders. If your student is elected as the captain or president of an organization in their school or community, your student is going to receive more points than somebody who's a co-captain or a vice president. Additionally, if your student is accepted into highly selective summer programs, like the ones at the academy, they get more points. After the nominator scores the application, they schedule an interview with the candidate, your teenager. The interview is not with the parents, and the parents that do show up uh, are politely asked to leave. When should your teenager start working on their nomination application? Ideally, your student starts working the spring semester of their junior year. Nomination applications must be complete before interviews are scheduled, and interviews are held normally in the local official's office. This fall, it might be via Zoom or Skype, but interviews typically occur between October and November of senior year. Simultaneously with applying for a nomination, your student will start the actual application to the academy over the summer between their junior and senior years. It's online with two essay questions, one regarding leadership and the other addressing why they want to attend a service academy. Your students' responses to each question must be concise, around 250 words. Remember, these academies are very selective. When should your student fill out the application? We highly recommend getting this done over the summer between their junior and senior year. 
there's still a lot more to do during the fall semester of senior year. So using the summer to do this is a very smart thing. Now, while your teenager is applying to service academies, don't forget applying for an ROTC scholarship. We recommend ROTC, which is a military leadership training program run by active duty military on college campuses. ROTC involvement occurs alongside one's college education. Think of it as a professional or career organization that requires at least one one-hour class each semester, along with a leadership lab. ROTC is a commissioning source, as is military officer training schools. Each of the military service branches have several ways to be, uh, become an officer. One is through the academies, one is through ROTC commissioning programs, and the other one is through officer training school or OTS. Upon successfully graduating from college and the ROTC program, a student is commissioned into a branch of the military service. Competitive scholarships, that's really what I advise my students to do when they're applying for an academy. I say, you know, even if I know you're completely sold out to an academy education, what if um, you just also apply to civilian colleges and also apply for scholarship applications? Because sometimes it's, it's just these young people don't know exactly what they're getting into, and as more and more is revealed, they sometimes get cold feet, and it's nice to have the option to just go the ROTC and civilian college route. So the ROTC scholarship applications usually are open the spring of the junior year. It's, it's an application that also allows a student to see how the point system is organized because you can, for each of the categories of leadership, like student government, like being on student council, they'll have options. Are you the president? Are you the vice president? Are you the secretary? So the students can kind of see where all that is headed. And if they're not a captain of a sports team and they're not in a, an elected position on student government or they haven't earned an Eagle Scout award, they're going to start getting the message, wow, I may not be so competitive for this scholarship. Um, the students who also apply for ROT scholarships have to declare their major. And if you think about the branches of the military, uh, they really want technical majors, so engineering and also science majors are more likely to earn those scholarships. Um, keep in mind that the deadline for ROTC scholarships is December 1st of a student's senior year. So after the academies evaluate a candidate, that is what an applicant is called is a candidate, they send your student's paperwork for their medical physical. The independent government agency that oversees the process for physicals is called DODMERB. I know that is a weird word, but DODMERB um, is independent and they're just evaluating the medical, physical ability of your student to carry out their duties as a military officer. So it's a medical physical and it's very thorough. The physical usually happens in the winter of senior year. Let's review the steps. Pre-candidate questionnaire. Contact Academy Admissions to determine the local admissions liaison officer and the on-site Academy Admissions Counselor. Take the PSAT, SAT, and ACT. Apply for summer programs. Apply for ROTC scholarships. Start the nomination process. Begin practicing the candidate fitness assessment. Begin the online Academy application, which includes essays. Interview for nominations and with your ALO and send your official SAT and ACT scores and transcripts 
to the academies and to the ROTC scholarships you're applying for. Let's say your student falls somewhere a little bit below the profile of an academy cadet. They should really consider attending a prep school. For one thing, the prep school, the military prep schools, offer the same kind of structured approach to education that the official academies have. Um, they don't have quite the academic merit requirements, grades, or test scores to qualify. And let's say your student finds out kind of late in the, in the senior year that they want to attend an academy. Maybe they've never heard about it, and it's too late for the nomination process. Let's say they're just a little bit immature, and maybe they need some tutoring and preparation before diving all in. Let's say they've just earned their citizenship as a United States citizen. Another thing that happened to a student of mine is he got injured right before he was attending the Summer Beast. They call it Summer Beast because it is brutal. But what happened is the day before he was to leave for the Beast, the summer camp, he was um, injured. He jumped up and he fell down and he broke his ankle. And so instead of completely falling out of the academy uh, radar, he decided to apply for a Falcon Foundation scholarship to attend the New Mexico Military Academy. And what he did is he spent a year at NIMI, that's what they call New Mexico Military Institute. They call it NIMI for short. He spent a year there um, healing and preparing more so he'd be even better and more prepared for the Air Force Academy. He had to reapply and sure enough, he got another appointment. And when he came back, um, he was stronger than ever. Typically, students get their appointment by April of their senior year. Being admitted to a service academy with a nomination is called an appointment. Not at all like a doctor's appointment. Uh, some people don't realize that upon graduation from any service academy, whether Air Force, Navy, Army, Coast Guard, they can request to be cross-commissioned into a sister branch. So I had a good friend who flew B-52s for the Air Force in the Vietnam War. And he indeed graduated from the Naval Academy, but was commissioned into the Air Force. Speaking of becoming a pilot, cadets are working in college toward an actual job in the military, like pilot, engineer, intelligence officer. The most desirable jobs, such as a pilot slot, go to the highest ranking graduate. So cadets in this super competitive environment must keep their grades up because their future job depends on their class rank. If they have hopes of being an astronaut or flying the greatest aircraft, it is all based on their class rank. The military is a total meritocracy where performance drives the career forward. Well, parents, that's it for today. I've tried to make this episode as simple as possible considering the complexity of the academy application process. Here are some things you can do for your student who is considering attending a military academy. Connect them with someone in reserve duty an active duty, or even a veteran. Research the application requirements for each military service academy, especially get the timeline. Reach out to us at Bright Futures. We're happy to help and take the burden off this arduous process. We have done this over and over and we have a lot of experience and we have a lot of a passion for this process as well. Joining us this time on Self Accepted, guiding families through college admissions and big transitions. Created by your college counseling experts at Bright Futures Consulting. 
You can find more resources or schedule a complimentary consultation with a Bright Futures expert today on the Bright Futures Consulting website. That address is brightfuturesllc.com slash consultation hyphen podcast. If you like this month's podcast episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. You're officially one step closer to helping your student accomplish their college dreams. Their future will thank you. Thank you.